Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Touchdown. It is Inside the Star here on 105 Through the Fans. Sean and RJ. Uh, Sean Sharif is out. Bobby Belt, RJ Choppy hanging around with you. Mike McCarthy spoke yesterday, Chop, and he dropped quite a doozy on us. He was talking about Dan Campbell, everything that the Lions have accomplished. One of your your sweetheart teams, the Lions, your big Dan Campbell guy. Love Man Campbell. Love Jared Goff. The rest of the team I can do without. Whatever. He says you have. Oh come on, you got to be a big. No, I'm, I'm on Ross. I like I'm on Ross St. Brown. He's fun. He's fun. Uh, Jameer Gibbs is fun. Um, Jameson Williams is, they're all fun. They've got a really good safety over there. Kirby Joseph, who, uh, he came on with the nosebleeds leading up to the draft. So he's kind of friend of the show too, or friend of the station too. Yeah. So there, there, it, it, there's some rooting interest here. They got good uniforms. It's a, it's a good fan base. Hey, there's a lot to like about them. Says you have to, re- this is what Mike McCarthy said on Tuesday about Dan Campbell. You have to recognize what a great job Dan Campbell has done and the team he's built up there. I think those guys have done an incredible job. He continued on, said, you've got to take care of what's in front of you. We want to be much better than we were last week, but there's a lot of good things that occurred in Miami, improved, yada, yada, yada. And then that's where you get down to this quote from Mike McCarthy, and I'm interested for your thoughts on this job. We've been talking about getting to the 11th win, and we're still not there. I think this will be our biggest challenge of the year. Just based on what we've seen on video, I think this is going to be a heck of a game. So not the San Francisco 49ers who beat you by 32. Not on the road against Philadelphia. Not the challenge of going on the road and trying to get anything going against Buffalo. The biggest challenge of the year is the Detroit Lions coming to AT&T Stadium where you continuously romp teams. Well, the Cowboys have never had their kneecaps bitten off. That's true. And Dan Campbell is, is you know, prone to do that. So I think that's a problem. Uh, you know, when I first saw this, my, my initial thought was, okay. It's it, coach speak. It, well, not even that. It's, uh, okay, it's, uh, you know what? The, it's an uncommon opponent. They're more accustomed to playing San Francisco than they are Detroit. Sure. But they played Detroit last year. What about Buffalo then? Yeah, you've got Buffalo. You've played Dan Campbell's team. You've played Jared Goff with the Lions. So, yeah, so it's, a little, it, it's a little bit of coach it's, speak. It's definitely coach speak. Is it a tough challenge? Sure. I think the toughest part of this is that you're playing uh, a team and you're off of back-to-back losses. So, and it's another team with a winning record, and it's a team that's five and two on the six and two on the road. I didn't realize Detroit was six and two on the road. Yeah, that, that may have been the most impressive thing I saw when I was looking at that. They're a good road team. Dallas has won five straight against the Lions, and this is a and that includes a uh, playoff victory in 2015, January 2015. Uh, the big Romo comeback when they fell down 14 nothing to Matthew Stafford and the guys. Um, but this is a 
a Lions team that still has something to play for in theory. Like if they if they are able to win out, they they can get that number two seed, which would be huge for them. They could get the one, I suppose, right? They need yeah, you need more. some you need some help from San Francisco losing some. Well, games. they have the same record now, right? They they're both eleven and four. Uh, yeah, but you know, like I think the tiebreakers go to San Francisco, right? So, so San Fran needs to have a loss, so yes. either to. See, uh, is it uh, they play? Well, they, they play, play the, Rams. the Rams, and then uh, this I don't know who the is, other one is. Dan Campbell was asked about what makes the Cowboys such a difficult team to play at home. <laughs> We've been asking a function of that, trying to figure out what's going on on the road with the Cowboys. Commanders, he week. says. I yeah, they're they're wiping the floor with the Commanders. I think the comfort, the comfort of being there and being able to function, particularly offensively without the crowd noise, there's a number of things that they're able to do. I feel like that opens things up. They're able to do because they don't have to be on silent cadence, some of the verbal. I just think they take full advantage of being home. They do it well. Certainly, they've got plenty of pieces over there. It starts with this quarterback. He's a heck of a player. He's a winner. He can make all the throws. He's mobile. Is that the most Mad Libs answer you could have possibly given? What was Mad Libs again? Was it a comedy Mad Libs? Show? Is, no, it was the, it's the like you, you get a, a, a sentence uh, and it's like adjective here, noun here, and then you just give somebody the you random words it, and yeah. then they fill it out. And then it's like, oh, look at this funny sentence we made. So that's the idea there. But it definitely feels like it was just he was told, hey, uh, give us something about uh, make all the throws. Very cliche driven. This is the way that teams are going to talk about each other, though, leading up to the week. They're going to talk about how, oh, the Lions are the greatest test we've had. They're going to talk about Dak Prescott can make all the throws, everything else. Uh, Update on the health of some of the Cowboys players. Uh, Head coach Mike McCarthy said Tuesday that Tyron Smith and Jonathan Hankins are getting better. And what's his line that it gives us every week? Well, they got a shot. They got a chance. They got a chance to play. They he got a shot. Every week. He'll say every it every week. Regardless of if they're he's probably saying there's a shot that DeMarvian Overshawn could play. That's that's just the standard line. That's the the push off line to make sure that he doesn't have to get too in depth with some of these injuries. Uh Tyron Smith, for what it's worth yesterday, did not practice. Jonathan Hankins did not practice. How crucial, based on what we saw in Miami Chop, is it that Tyron Smith plays in this football game? How crucial is it? I mean, you want Aiden Hutchinson going up across uh, from Chuma Idoga again? I don't. I don't know that you want Aiden Hutchinson on the other side, regardless of who's there. I mean, he's a good player, um, but I mean, it's it's from from that standpoint. Yeah, it's it's pretty crucial because we, you know, look any quarterback. I don't care who you are. If you get pressured without a blitz, you're in trouble. Right now, obviously, like there are some quarterbacks, Dak included, who play well against an out all out blitz. Right, they're they're, yeah. they're 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 they've figured out how to find the open man at that point because someone's going to be open. Except Miami the other day, that that didn't work out so well. But no, were those all out blitzes or were they? Uh, I mean, there were just there were times where he it looked like go. I I went back and watched the tape again. It, they it brought looked, more than it looked four. like he missed some hot reads at times. Okay, um, you know, so like if you could just get home in four, that's that's what makes it so. That's how the Giants were able to beat the Patriots, you know, those two times in the Super Bowl. They were able to use their defensive line and just, you yeah. know, only rush four, get pressure on Brady, and basically everybody else is covered. And that's one of the great things about some of those elite all-time great defenses is they can get home without a blitz. If if you use Aiden Hutchinson, you can do that, and that's for – if you're Detroit, that's great. And that, that obviously helps if it's a doga over Tyron Smith. I don't know. I personally, I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd kind of let Tyron – Get healthy. Like the path to the Super Bowl, yes, you want to be at home, right? You want to be at home. It's easier to avoid San Fran, but that's a really easy first game in Tampa, I think. 
If I told you you could have, if if I told you you could have the number two seed, so you're not going to get home field against the 49ers. But if I told you you could have the number two seed and you had to go the entire playoff run with a doget left tackle, or you're the five seed and Tyron Smith's going to be completely healthy and available to you for the whole playoff run, which are you taking? All right, so the two seed, you're playing Seattle or the Rams in the first game? Certainly not the Vikings after they lost TJ Hawkinson for the year yesterday. Right. Um, Yeah, okay, so, like, obviously you're going to win the first game either way because you're playing at home, and your offensive line at home with a Doga should be much better than it would be on the road. That's the frustrating thing about what we saw from Madoga the other day. It's not like he hasn't been getting snaps at practice. Tyron's been getting rest throughout the year. There shouldn't have been the issues of understanding what his what his assignment was, who he was supposed to pick up. The fact that that was going on in this game was really troubling to me. This wasn't just you're dropping in Chaz Green who never gets reps. This is a guy who oh god, don't he, tell me about that. Yeah, game. he he started a couple games for you there. He's had to practice there. He's gotten first team reps at practice every week this season. Yeah, this shouldn't have been the issue that it was. And that's what's concerning to me about the long-term prospects of that. And we brought it up with Patrick Walker from DallasCowboys.com yesterday. I think the question now needs to become, after what you saw there and the mental lapses from Edoga, the question needs to become, is this a Tyler Smith bounces out to left tackle and you just let TJ Bass play guard? I mean, they've kind of showed that that's not going to happen, right? This year. They've shown so, it this year. Yeah, Um well, look, what would you rather? Would you rather have a healthy Tyron and the five seed or not have Tyron at all and the two? Ultimately, probably the two. You delay when you have to see San Francisco until the NFC title game, and they're yeah. so difficult at home. As much as I, I want Tyron here, and I think Tyron's been fantastic and has found the fountain of youth in a lot of ways, the advantage that they seem to have at home is is clear. And it's interesting what Dan Campbell talked about there, the issue with the cadence. That, I think, is starting to become the prevailing theory with a lot of people as to why they're not as good on the road. Is that whole, here we go. Yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. It's 100%. That whole thing that we've been, you know, turning it's, into a meme. Yeah, because that's what makes their offensive line. Has taken them out of their rhythm. It absolutely the has. There's no doubt about that. That, 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 that is 1,000% the case. It's offensive line driven on the road. Um, and, no, and, and the truck.com text line is like, you all think Tampa's an easy win? No, I don't think they're an easy win. I don't think anything I, on the road for this team is no. an easy win. I think in the in the construct of a postseason, you know, an other playoff team, Tampa is as, like, you know, that, that's the choice. If you were to choose a team, who do you want to play? Who do you want to play in, your, in, your, in, in a playoff game? You know, Seattle was up by two scores here. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to play them. Uh, the Rams have a quarterback who's won a championship uh, and, 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 and a very good head coach. I mean, I'll take my chances with Tampa. I'll take my chances against one of the worst pass defenses in the NFL in Tampa, which they're dead last in yards per game allowed, passing yards per game allowed. Wow. And so I'll take my chances against that all day long. And what are they also dead last in? Yards per attempt running the ball on offense. Well, they'll, so, so they'll be they'll be above league average when they play this team. Well, that's what I'm saying though. The the thing you're most concerned about, give me the team that's the least efficient in the NFL at it. I, I'd rather take that all day. I'd feel I would I would pick Dallas if they played Tampa, but by no means is anything a guaranteed victory with this football no, team on the road. No, no, I, I totally agree. They it would not surprise me. It was 17-10 late in the third against Carolina. Yeah, it would not surprise me if they go to Washington and lose. No. I mean, they they had trouble with it last year. 
clearly at the end of the year. They had trouble with it. They they won the game, but they had trouble the year before. Yeah. That, that turned into a really close game that they were Dak sweating. Dak was playing in that game, right? Yeah, Dak was playing, and Dak played really poorly in that game. Dak has, start, Dak has in the last couple of years, run into some demons at at FedEx or RFK. Well, they always seem to play there late in the year. And, yes. boy, I'll tell you, I saw... I saw an, a, a tremendous statistic. It had it wasn't really even a stat, but it's his, it's his thumb. It's the plate in his thumb under forty five degrees. It's just stiff. Oh, that's interesting. I mean, he's always throughout his career he's struggled in games that are under fifty degrees and are outdoors. Yeah, his his, his now he's because he had he had mentioned this in an, in an interview like in the off season how that I guess that plate or whatever it it, it is his, his thumb gets his hand gets stiff in in cold weather and that would explain a lot that would explain an awful lot his last two games in washington shop 21 and 22 he has 36 completions to what is how many attempts is that he's got uh 76 attempts so 36 completions to 76 attempts two touchdowns three interceptions he's averaging roughly four yards per attempt Ew. It's pretty gross. Oh, four. That's hideous. I mean, last year against Washington, that was the worst game we'd seen him play. 14 to 37, 128 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. Uh, 14 of 37. That's really bad. Good gosh. But that's, again, just speaks to the point of why it feels like the Cowboys need to be at home. Now, they've put themselves in a position because they couldn't execute – late or, or they couldn't get the details right against Miami. They couldn't get anything going against Buffalo. They've put themselves in a position where, well, now you're going to have to get over this road boogeyman. Yeah. You're going to have to figure it out. Hey, let me ask him about this weekend. Um, and this brought up on the, on the trucker to come text line. What, what are the, what is the percentage of lion fans in this building? So they've traveled really well all year. Like, like really, yeah. really well. And we, I know we've got, uh, and, this is, our, and this is a destination stadium. Yeah. But they were just here last year, too. But I don't remember what they were like last year. I can't remember. That was Dak's first game back uh, from the injury after he'd been out for six weeks. But, yeah, this is a I, – I mean, this year they've traveled really well. They took over Arrowhead, essentially. They did. Which is uh, opening not night, easy. Opening night. And so, I mean, I feel like there's a lot of Lions fans around North Texas, surprisingly enough. We get some of them who call in. Yeah. Your old buddy Brian Estridge, he's a Lions fan from his Estridge's, uh, I mean, I, I got, like, I got like, three or four friends that, like, live out by me that are, that are Lion fans. John Machota is obviously a, who we're going to talk to at 840 today from The Athletic. John Machota is initially from Michigan, so he grew up a Lions fan. He's not one anymore. I mean, he's, he's just, probably going to wear a Lions polo into the I stadium. mean, yeah, that's likely. But, but like, Machota grew up a Lions fan. So, there's a lot of them, like, they are... There's a little bit of a lovable losers connotation with those guys. And it's easy. I feel like for a lot of people, there's probably the Ken Griffey Jr. draw that caused some people to be Mariners fans growing up when they didn't have a baseball team. Oh, like I feel Sanders. there's the Barry Sanders draw that caused you to go, okay, well, that's my team. And so some people have, have stuck with it for better or worse. My my youngest is like, dude, I want to root for the Lions. And I'm like, really? Okay. Why? I don't know. He watched a, I think he watched the Hard Knocks or something like that. I don't know. I have no idea. It's it's odd. It's very 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 strange. Um, uh, but there you go. A little bit of uh, inside the star here on one hundred five three. The fan. The two most unstable athletes in sports are making headlines again. We'll tell you about it next year on one hundred five three. The fan.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. <laughs> we're going to do it again today. We did it yesterday. We're going to do it again today. Messing with Peyton during his reads. See if you can get him right. Let's see if I can do it during the entire payload tomorrow. I'm better. I'm better you are now. better. You, you're pretty unflappable, Better. other than yesterday. Yesterday was bad. Yeah. Shish. I was saying some graphic stuff in your ear. <laughs> Sean and RJ here on 105.3 The Fan. Do you want, we got two unstable, unstable professional athletes. Do you want Antonio Brown versus Michael Irvin or Draymond Green? Ooh. All right. So since I've been screwing with Peyton and I feel bad, Peyton, I'll let you pick. Do you want Draymond Green or do you want Antonio Brown? Ooh, you know, give me A, B. All right. Antonio Brown versus Michael Irvin. Uh, they were debating the, you know, wide receivers and such. Over uh, on uh, Undisputed. Undisputed. And Michael's top four left off Antonio Brown. His Mount Rushmore list. Of wide receivers. Mm. Okay. I'm I'm looking at his list right now. I don't think I agree with it. Look, it's it's a wide receiver list, man. It's like it, these lists are so like it's just, you could put anybody on there. Well, and it, it comes back to the whole discussion of the whole the Mount Rushmore thing. Like, okay, well, what is Mount like is the Mount Rushmore just the four best or is it the four innovative? Like, how do you define that? Like I I don't think that he's talking about the four best, is he? Like, he's talking about... it's. Look, they went on and on. I tried to cut this up. It was just like, all right. Um, so, no, it's, yeah, it's Mount Rush. It's his Mount Rushmore. Okay. Okay. So, he had on it Jerry Rice, Michael Irvin, Drew Pearson, and Tyreek Hill. All right. I, I, I don't know how you leave Randy Moss off. I don't know how you leave 
Irving Fryer off. I wouldn't put Irving Fryer on there. Oh. Uh, but, you know, Terrell Owens is one you could put on there. There's a lot of guys. But, I mean, I'm, you know. Tim Brown. He There's wanted all- to put on, he wanted to pay homage to the great Drew Pierce of the original 88. Hold on. All right. But he also, the greatest wide receiver ever played the game is Jerry Rice. Antonio Brown took to social media. Can you read this verbatim for me? Yes. Without hey, can, can, can the curse the words. Pull the music down, Peyton. No. Let's get a clean. Let's get a clean cut of this. Without the curse words, Michael Irvin. This is from Antonio Brown. Michael Irvin, stay off the cocaine. Whoa! I got way more stats than you, maggot. I, I guess you could say that. You might sub the first letter. You might sub the first letter, and then he, then he claps him with. You from Broward, not Miami. We slap the S, your old, I guess, ass? I don't know. Merry Christmas. No. Merry Christmas. Christmas. Player hater. Instead of playmaker, I do believe that is a uh, a, a, a pun. Oh, that a took me a Playmaker. Yeah. That's sharp. It's sharp. Very sharp. Very sharp. And then, you know, uh, of course, like, you know, they, they post screenshots of, not the screenshots, but like, uh, Stats side-by-side player comparison. And, of course, like Antonio Brown in a passing league has, I mean, he blows away the stats. Now, Michael Irvin's uh, adjust, uh, 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 was the annual value, the AV, on uh, football reference, is higher than Antonio Brown's. Quite a bit higher. If you adjust for era and no, what they were asked to do, it's not. Like, Michael Irvin is Antonio Brown, I, I don't want to discount A.B. at all in terms of what he did he's as fantastic. a player. He, he's one of the, the, the all-time greats, and he's a head case. Uh, he's a head case who tries to slide into Slater's DMs. Oh, no. But, is that breaking news? No, she mentioned it with is us on exclusive, the air. exclusive? No, she mentioned it with us on the air. He did the, uh, he did the sneaky link emoji. Is that what that is? And my son asked me what a sneaky link was. Yeah, he did the, uh, the sneaky link emoji. But... He's a a great player, mm-hmm. he, or, or, or was a great player. One, one of the you want to talk about a guy who was a sixth round pick out of Central Michigan. Yeah, the what he got out of his talent base is one of the most impressive careers I think we've seen. Yeah, a lot of that's like uh, he should have been drafted he higher. He worked really hard though. He was at Florida State. He got recruited yes. to play at Florida State, yes. and he couldn't get in. Yes, he was good, but he's also taken so much, and that that guy worked so hard yeah. during the offseason. Before everything kind of hit the fan, that guy would work so incredibly hard. He was one of the most difficult guys to cover, but the numbers don't do justice to what Michael Irvin was. No, they don't. He, he was, like, I, I, I think he's the second best receiver ever. You put Randy Moss there, fine. And, of course, I'm biased to Michael. I know him, but... Like, I think he's. I think he's tremendous. There's not a. He was literally the emotional leader of a three-time Super Bowl champion team. They don't win really, probably any of those titles without Michael Irvin. In a seven in a seventeen game season, like like the modern era, Michael Irvin's average numbers extrapolated adjusted, out of seventeen games for adjust- no, not even adjusted in his era, seventeen games from ninety one to ninety five. So five five year stretch, yeah. He averaged 95 receptions and 1,500 yards a year. That's a hell of a year. Uh, in, a, in, a, in a 
run first league with 16 the most run first my like like the most let's seal this up with the running game guy that guy right over there on the poster on the wall old catch 22 emmett smith oh it's emmett smith over there look at that that's been up there for years i know just noticed i'm just messing with so um no i think that what michael did the numbers themselves are still incredibly impressive they are and yet it still misses just how it misses the boat it absolutely misses the boat uh, you know, and you, you, you know, look, listen, when you're, when you're Antonio Brown and you come at Michael Irvin, you're going to catch, you're going to catch Cowboy Twitter. He's going to catch those strays. Uh, and I hope he's prepared for it because he's been catching them for, for a while. And, and a lot of people are coming back with the low hanging fruit, like, you know, bringing up the CTE rumors around Antonio Brown, which I mean, there's no way of knowing, but Antonio's behavior over the last several years has been, uh, odd to say the least. And I still say that's the greatest accomplishment of Mike Tomlin's career is that we had no clue just how Well, I don't think during most of Tomlin's I don't think there, I don't think he was as bad, but I when you hear like once he left, you started hearing like, "Oh no, that was a a balancing act for years." Here. It, it may have been, yeah, uh especially especially uh, in the last couple of years. Everybody points to the perfect hit. I mean, everybody points to that yeah. as the moment. Uh, and it's it's sad. It really is. Um, but Ant- Antonio Brown going after Michael Irvin. Hey, we, you don't think AB belongs in the top four, right? No. Uh, on the Mount Rush- no, yeah. no, no. If I was just going on four best receivers oh, yeah, of all time. Let, let, yeah, let's see your list. Uh, Jerry Rice, Randy Moss, Terrell Owens. Those are the easy top three. And then, I don't know. Just going modern. Like, I don't want to go back all the way to Don Hudson. Calvin or- Johnson. It's on my list. Yeah. Calvin, like, I mean, it's a Calvin, Julio, like one of those guys. Yeah. But I think the top three is a slam dunk, and it's not a discussion. The top three is you can stack them, I guess, however you want, but Rice, Moss, Owens. Those are the three best. Okay. I'd put Irvin up there, me personally, but. I just, there's there's a lot of, you got to fill in a lot of gaps there. I love like you have to, proje- I know I'm you do. Big fan of that. You got to project out a little bit with Mike. You do, and, and I think so, that's okay to do. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I think if Michael Irvin was in the modern NFL and was playing with, you know, whoever, if he was in the Bengals offense or whatever else, I think he's putting up fifteen, sixteen hundred yards every year. I I totally agree. I mean, I, think about how great a year Ceedee Lamb is having right now. Yeah, he's been really, really good this year. And it's felt like he's been completely unstoppable at times. He's still, with two games left to play, in an era where you play 17 instead of 16, and on a team that ran the football first in Michael Irvin's team, CeeDee Lamb is still about 200 yards away from Michael Irvin's receiving yards record that he set for the team in 95. <sighs> Michael was 1,600 yards in 95 with Emmett Smith. And what's, what's CeeDee at? CeeDee's at 1,424 with two games to go. Oh, he's going to get it. They're going to make sure he's he not going to he's not going to get it. Dak talked about it this week that he's going to try. Although I don't know if they go two full quarters without throwing him the ball, maybe he doesn't. Maybe he doesn't. Who knows? I mean, he almost had the first quarter. Uh, I thought he was going to get it last week after that first quarter. It's, we have ninety something yards the first quarter. It is absurd to look at CD's last yeah. two years though. Mm-hmm. One hundred nine receptions this year, fourteen twenty four yards, nine touchdowns. He's been incredible. Yeah, he he really has. Um, wasn't for Tyreek and. McCaffrey, maybe he'd be in the uh, MVP candidacy of he's, the non-quarterback like. He is the he's the second leading receiver in the NFL behind Tyreek right now. Oh, uh, all right, Draymond Green, the other, you know, 
sports nut job going on right now. There are Zoom meetings that he is taking part in, virtual meetings and periodic ones to chart his progress towards reinstatement that they include team league and union officials, according to ESPN. Uh, there Now, his agent, uh, Clutch Sports C, uh, CEO Rich Paul, the Warriors GM Mike Dunleavy, the team trainer, uh, player association, and NBA officials are a part of these investiga- uh, these sessions. And what they're doing is they are looking at certain league and team conditions Green must fulfill before his suspension is lifted because he threw the punch at Nurkic back on December 12th. No, that's just the way he sells. It was like, the way flopping. he sells it, yeah. That's why he sells flopping. So he's allowed to condition and practice with the team, but he unlikely he returns to the team facility on a regular basis before early January. They think this. They believe the suspension is going to cover around eleven games, barring any setbacks. Like he's already missed now seven of them. He had his seventh missed game on Monday against mm-hmm. Denver, and this is a Golden State team. Man, it's wild, dude. This is a Golden State team that prior to that had won five straight without him. So it's like they're they're playing. Doesn't, doesn't this feel a little bit like taking defensive driving though? Yes. Like when I get when I get a ticket and I take defensive driving, I'm just trying to keep my ear on it and I'm multitasking. I'm trying to keep my ear on it enough to like answer the questions right at the end, the little trick questions mm-hmm. they may try and throw at you. But the reality is that it's not going towards making me a better driver. He won't be out a full calendar month. This is this is it's a little bit of they they had already determined you're gonna be out this long. We gotta do yeah. the whole dog and pony show. We gotta make it look like this and that and everything else. Just like the job thing. By the way, John Morant named the Western Conference Player of the Week his first week back. Wow. NBA grease in the wheels there for for his redemption story yeah. already. But I mean seriously, like he's gonna be out for you know, they'll do one game more than ten, just to make it look like they it wasn't a planned number of, of games that he was out. Yep. But he's not even gonna be out a full calendar month for a guy who has thrown punch after punch after punch. And stepped on people and just been a complete Kicked wreck. Kicked in the, uh, the nards, the narticles. Yep. A complete wreck. And and this is, they're going to have to, they're going to look really bad if he comes back and has an incident like this again, relatively quickly. It's going to make it all look like it was for show. Just like the jaw thing did. How like a week later, jaw was on Instagram live with a gun again. And it's like, okay, well, this showed that, yeah, the going wasn't ma. That that shows that you guys didn't work on any rehabilitation with him. And same sort of thing with Draymond. Like I said, this is defensive driving to me. I I, I don't disagree on the defensive driving part. I think it's I think it's a fair comparison. By the way, if you do get a ticket, uh-huh. absolutely take the defensive driving. Oh, for sure. Because at the to. last second, I was like worn down, and I paid the ticket. No, we just got our auto insurance renewed. 200 extra a month because of that ticket that I paid off. Oh, really? I mean, inflation and some other things, but they said like a big part of it going up was the fact that I just paid off the ticket instead of doing defensive What do you driving. pay for your, does your kid have his license? Uh-uh, he's not on there. And it's still like with two cars, the the quote we got, we had to switch to, to Geico. Uh, but we were, we had gone from 404 a month up to like 640. What? Yeah. Because of a dumb speeding ticket. Jeez. And that's without your kid. Yep. If he gets on there, it's probably thousand $2,000. <laughs> 2000 bucks. That's going to be high. Wow. All right. Uh, Bobby has some terrible news for you single folk 
uh, out there. It's and 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 Bobby caught his feels. He caught his feels over the weekend. We'll tell you about all that next. Come on, on the fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Man, we got power rankings today. It is a hump day edition. Hump day? Oh, Sean and Damn. RJ here at 105 through the fan. We're an just, hour we're... plus in, and that's the first hump day. I dropped the ball. You did drop the ball. My bad. Yeah, so did I. That's okay. I'm not used to carrying the ball. <laughs> not used to dribbling the ball. I just, uh, I'm, I'm a spot-up shooter, man. You're Brian Cardinal. Yeah. I'm the spot-up shooter. Now I'm having to run the point. Don't like it very much, but whatever. It is what it is. We're here. We're going to make the best of it. By the way, I'm looking at the uh, NFL Network is covering the Joe Flacco resurgence. Ooh, yeah, he is uh, six wins away from the Hall of Fame. I believe they the 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 status. It wasn't just for this year. I think they said that he is four touchdown passes away from equaling Deshaun Watson's touchdown total in Cleveland so far. It's pretty bad. You ready for a Browns Lions Super Bowl? <laughs> no. Be funny. Be funny, but Be man. Funny. Man, I, I don't I don't think I could handle that. I'd I'd love to see it for Amari Cooper, which we'll talk about Amari Cooper at seven twenty a little bit. Yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't know who I would root for in that game. Those are like uh, you know, closet little little loves of mine. Browns <laughs> and Lions. I just I just love I love teams that never win. Just, you know, like, a little, a little like. See, I'm different. I was cheer for, in the Super Bowl. I want to cheer for prestige. Okay. I, I need I need like you you can't just walk in and and win a Super Bowl as the Panthers two years after you were an expansion franchise. Not that they did, but I'm just saying, like, yeah. when the Panthers and the Jaguars mm-hmm. ended up in the conference title games their second year, it's like... Yeah, yeah, I didn't care for that. Yeah, it's like, this can't happen. You you got to build up a little bit of a reputation. But these two it. teams have been rebuilding from the since the 50s. That's true. So it, it's, it, it, is, it is a long time coming. But that's the thing about the Super Bowl. Like, you know, everybody says, oh, man... Could you imagine if this team played that team, the ratings would be great, or the rate no, the ratings would be the same no matter what. Yep, that's the way it is, man. Like the Cowboys being the Super Bowl, like yeah, it might boost a little bit, but the ratings are the ratings for the Super Bowl. Yeah, they are just going to be 120 million people, and that's it. It's a national holiday; mm-hmm. everybody watches. I, I don't think that's changing. Anything. I've never gone to a Super Bowl and say, "Yeah, I'm not going to watch because this team's in it." Never once. I think I think like I mean, there's some Cowboys fans who I think. Probably didn't watch last year. No, there's Cowboy fans who say they don't watch. No, but they I, watch. I think there are legitimately some people who probably didn't want to watch Patriots Eagles, for instance. I don't know, man. Like you're go because you're going to you're going to somebody's house. I mean, I didn't watch Patriots Eagles until the last two minutes. It's a lie. No, I did see it. We went to Great Wolf Lodge and we just were with the kids at the like we went and hung out down there. Was anybody there? No. Like, I mean, people were there, but they were all up in the bar area. Yeah. Watching the game. And we were not. We were playing in the indoor pool because I just, I was so disgusted. 
<laughs> I was sickened by it all. Yeah, I, I could see that. All right. Uh, it was an ick, you might say. It's an ick. Speaking of, good, 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 good. Let's see what you got. Two things here. You got, you got advice. You have advice for the single folk. Yes, uh, I do. And then obviously you've, you've gotten your feels. I've had an epiphany. And we'll get to that here in just a second. Uh, 601 text, I can't wait to hear this single news since I'll be signing divorce papers here in a couple hours after a one-year failed marriage, LOL. Sorry to hear that, 601. Your next beer is on me. Here's a little bit of insight. Uh, This is from the New York Post and USA Today. Mama's boys wearing no-show socks, practicing golf swings, albeit small, these ick-inducing behaviors could secure a one-way ticket to Splitsville, which, by the way, I got to say, ick is one of the new terms I hate. Yeah, I don't care for it either. It's it's dumb. Like we're doing our icks. I don't like it. Icks, I know. Like you don't have to reinvent everything. Well, and so this has become like I know there's a TikTok account that somebody runs. So ick is basically a red flag. Not it's a red flag, but like, a like a non-starter. A, yeah. Like this is like no, can't have this. And so while single Gen Z women have flocked to TikTok to detail their many icks. That is to say, cringeworthy traits that become an immediate, irreversible turnoff. Experts are warning that ending relationships over such small yet bothersome quirks could be sabotaging their pursuit of Mr. Right. Icks are hilarious for obvious reasons, but they belong in a comedy show and not in a dating manual. And you shouldn't reject a potential relationship over a silly moment like this. Logan Yuri, the director of relationship science at Hinge, told USA Today. Oh, Yuri is also the author of How to Not Die Alone. Explain that people who tend to be emotionally distant and fear rejection may cite their date icks as an excuse to not date someone out of fear they will be abandoned or hurt. So one of the things they talk about here is that this whole culture of get your icks out and like, you know, the the, the list of non-starters and things like that, it's basically potentially dooming an entire generation to singlehood. That's what Peyton probably ran into a lot in the dating scene. Yeah, I can see that. Because they yeah, go like, a lot of judging and it's a lot of competition too. You know, it's you know, it's a like, nightmare. Sarah didn't want anything to do with me when we first started, like, talking. Like, she was like, all right, you're not, like, my uh, – I'm not interested in someone, like, that has kids mm-hmm. uh, or lives where I live or yada, yada, yada. And she got over that because I charmed the hell out of her, I guess. I yeah. Know. I don't know. Could have been First could, date. Right. Could have been other things, but I have no idea. Um, but she eventually started to like the me. The diamond calves. Right. She, she eventually started to like me. And so all these things that they say, oh, you, know, you do this, you do that. Look, if, if if you all get along and you're charming or she's super cool, like you're going to overcome a lot of those quote unquote icks if you want to. You you could if, that's that's the kick. You you got you got to want to. But did re- you do you have any or when you were dating before Sarah, did you have any petty non-starters? Like things that were relatively insignificant but you're like I just can't. Yeah, I mean, I I was talking to this one girl, and she wasn't like, uh, what's a good way, smart, <laughs> and like just like she like looks right through you when you're having a conversation. Like she like has a look on her not look not, not looks through you thousand mile stare. But she had a look on her face like I don't know where this conversation is going. I can't keep up with this thing. It's like okay, I can't bring her on my friends. This is gonna end. So yeah, like uh, like. I, I, I've like said that. it before. I can't have somebody who is as into sports as me. And it's not any sort of like a, I don't want the, the way it just, it's the sports has become my work. So I don't want somebody who that's their obsession. So that when I get home, like that's what we're talking. We're, we're basically talking about work 
or work yeah. topics. And it's like, I don't, I don't want that. Or I don't want the intensity of like, if I disagree with some stupid take you have on Dak, I don't want that bleeding over into our marriage. I, I don't want to skip cereal because you have a bad take on Dak. Right. <laughs> I prefer, I prefer yeah. what I have in Kristen, which is she had to text me a couple years ago and went, Hey, who is this? Everybody's freaking out on Facebook. And it was one of her friends had met Zeke at like the shops at legacy. Okay. And she had no clue who the picture was. And she was like, everybody's freaking out, but nobody's saying who he is. Who is this? I was like, it's Ezekiel. Ellie. You know, this was like two years one. ago. Wait, that's the one. Yeah. So that, that, there, there that's was this, what I have. There was this one girl. She had to have a rooting interest in every game that was on TV. So like, and she would like go overboard. Like she'd be sitting on the couch and all of a sudden she would kick her legs in the air when something happened. Woo! Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, wow, you're a we Panther. Call- you're a Carolina Panthers fan. She goes, no, I just picked the team before the game went in and she was going all in. I'm like, okay, we're done. We call those pick me's. We're done here. Peyton, uh, before we, we get into my my weekend epiphany, did you have any things that were like, nope, can't do it? Uh, you know, mine was always the uh, excessive tattoos. You know, you can have tattoos, but I, I oh, don't need like this, I know, I know. I, I, I never was into like the sleeves or like the big leg tattoos or shoulder tattoos. Um, you can have a little ones here and there, but like I was just never into it. Wasn't so, a turn on. He would never date Chia Follow then. Those little no, no. samurai swords he has Probably there. Not. So, <laughs> taking a little bit of a uh, serious turn. Okay. Um, shout out to RJ Choppy. Secured me some Lee Bryce tickets. Yeah, we did. Uh, about 11 days ago. It was the day before the Buffalo game. And I get, it, I get it told sometimes by my wife and others, Sean, that I overshare here at times. And... I apologize if I'm an oversharer. Honestly, what it what it comes down to is when something significant has happened in your life or there's a a lesson to be learned from something that's happened in your life, I I, I want to share that with my family. And the Tolos in a lot of ways are are just like my family. And so I like talking about these things with you guys and giving you an update about where things stand. So we're driving to the Lee Bryce concert. And as we're driving, I get a text from a family member who says that my mom's cousin, which sounds like a distant relationship, but it's really not. My mom's cousin, who has had stage four colon cancer for two years, uh, was leaving the hospital after having to stay there, and she was going home on hospice. And I was really close with her. My youngest daughter, her name is Laura Marie. And Laura okay. is my mom's name. Marie is my mom's cousin's middle name. And so those are the the two biggest female influences in my life. And when my mom died, the this cousin of mine, who essentially was an aunt or a mother figure, her name was uh, Andriana, but we called her Andy. Uh, Andy had really stepped in and, and she was close to my mom and became, all right, I'm going to step in and be this mother figure. And I'll be honest, I, I don't know if... I don't know if I get through the other side of my mom dying when I was younger without her. Like she was, she, I I tell people all the time, she saved my life. And she, as we're driving, we we get the note that she's on hospice. So we get to the, uh, we get to Choctaw and I just start searching through. She lives in Houston. Mm -hmm. I start looking through my phone and I'm trying to find a picture of her. I just want to see pictures of her. I want to, I can't be there with her. So I want to see her. So I'm looking through and... After a little bit, I go, I want to see a picture of just me and her. And I couldn't find one. So I went to Facebook. I went to our wedding photograph album. 
that's my default because that's where I've got a picture with everybody that's important to us. So I go there and I don't have one there either. The photographers had peeled off right before she was next in line. And this whole thing comes from just a petty thing that I've done my entire life, which is I don't take photos. Started as a kid. It was just a stupid thing that I didn't like taking pictures. So I refused. After a while, it became a hard headed thing where I just I didn't want to. I almost like seeing like how worked up people get when I refuse to take a photo. Like, and like when you do take them, your tongue is out. Yeah, or like not my tongue is out, but I just I, I would have a scowl. And she was no different. Like whenever she would want me to take a photo, I would do the same sort of thing. And it just dawned on me. I had the epiphany afterwards that, you know, I don't blame our wedding photographers for peeling off and going to shoot other things right when she walked up because I had the opportunity to take dozens of photos with her over the years. I'm sure there are some that exist. I haven't found them yet. I'm sure somebody in my family maybe has one. But even if they have them, I'm probably doing a scowl or looking unhappy. And I let something like really stupid and insignificant affect my ability to to mourn when I needed it. Mourn somebody that was really important to me and and that I really love. So I know this is kind of a a long story and you're kind of going, all right, well, where is this going? The point here is just that don't let petty, ultimately meaningless pet peeves damage memories and mementos of people that you love just take the damn picture whatever the picture is if it's taking pictures or if it's i don't like going to these social gatherings or i don't like going to reunions or whatever else just go ahead and do it because it is something that you'll regret because i I do regret not doing it she passed away on sunday she passed away the next day and she was uh she was very very important to me and the the thing i thought when i got the news was i wish i wish i had another chance to take a picture with her i'm sorry to hear that bobby i'm sorry to hear that that uh but that's the lesson for everybody. You out got there. your epiphany. Exactly. I got my epiphany go. and it, it really did kind of open my eyes to, you know what? I'm going to start taking more photos Her with my tongue. will last and- in every photo that you take. Exactly. There you go. That's, uh, that's good. It's good stuff from Bobby Belt there. Uh, you know, you don't get you don't get kind of good Bobby stories every <laughs> now and then. Doesn't happen. All right. We will chop it up. The Ravens go after a Cowboys enemy. Uh, do the Cowboys regret this one major move? All that and more coming up. In the 7 o'clock hour, coming up next year on 105.3 The Family. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.